Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's a What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Flippin' Bats, the first of the offseason. If you all thought that I was calling it quits for the offseason, you just don't know me very well. I love this sport. I love it more than anything, and I'm going to keep talking about it because there's always stuff to talk about, even throughout the offseason. So I'm excited to do another episode. Of course, we're going to round the bases off the top, and then we're going to get into some fun stuff, the top free agents. We got free agency coming up. I'm going to predict where some of the top guys are going and how much they're going to sign for, as well as my power rankings. Way too early 2022 power rankings. We'll get to that, as well as we're a few days out from the awards. All the awards are coming up. Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, and MVP. I'm going to predict who those are all going to. So a fun episode, first of the offseason. But first, first up, I have got to say thank you. My first season at Fox Sports and having this show has come to an end, uh, you know, through spring training, through the season, through the World Series. This is my first year doing this. And and I just have to say thank you. To to see where the show has come, um, I I know all the hard work that myself and this team put into it. But, you know, to see how, how awesome it's been, the response from you guys throughout the year, it got up to number six, top 10 in the U.S. in our first season for a baseball podcast in America, as well as number one in Japan, might I add, have to have that in there. Um, but this, this year has been incredible, and it's in large part all be, because of you guys. And, and this means a lot to me. Look, I, I finished playing baseball a couple of years ago and, and didn't know where I was going, to be honest with you. I knew I loved the game, didn't know what I was going to do. But now I'm here. I feel at home. I have this show where I get to talk about sports, what I love, talk about baseball, my true passion in life to you guys, and that is, and it's what I love doing. So again, thank you. And to top it all off, I just won a war, an award, a synopsis award, best host of a webs of a sports-related web series or channel. So cool! I got to go to New York City to accept this. I had to give a speech which I basically just thanked you guys the whole time and, and my team. It was very quick. Keep it short and sweet. I did that. But honestly, really cool. And it's hopefully the, the first award of many for this show. I plan on doing this for a long time to come. To come and I, I love this show. And I love bringing baseball to you guys. And it was really cool to be awarded with that after my first season as a host of flipping bats absolutely incredible and i even got to i got to go to the world series for work flipping bats went to the world series we got to do a live post game show after every single game which was awesome you guys were a part of that but if you had told me over a year ago that i'd be down on the field for the world series i don't know i don't know if i would have believed you but it was absolutely incredible but the world series itself was awesome. The Atlanta Braves won the World Series. It's hard not to appreciate what the Atlanta Braves did throughout the season, throughout the postseason, certainly throughout the World Series. Look, in March, I went on record and said, the Atlanta Braves are going to win the World Series over the Houston Astros. In March. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I didn't, I didn't think it would be with this team that they ended up winning with. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that they'd end up with a team full of Jorge Soler and Jock Peterson and Eddie Rosario and Adam Duvall, I would have said, you know what, I'm probably going to change my prediction. This team went through a complete overhaul. Ronald Acuna ends up going down for the season. Mike Soroka ends up re-injuring his Achilles and isn't able to come back. Those guys 
were a huge reason of had why I had them winning. But they went down. But all these other guys stepped up, including what Alex Anthopoulos did as GM for the Atlanta Braves. Going out and making those trade deadline acquisitions. The guys I just mentioned, front and center of that. Jorge Soler, MVP of the World Series. Jock Peterson. I don't know if, if the Braves win that first series against the Brewers without him. Jock Tober. Eddie Rosario hit well throughout the entire playoffs. Adam Duvall, a huge grand slam in the World Series. Those guys not only came to Atlanta, those guys came to Atlanta and are the reason that they are World Series champs. Look, they, they weren't the favorite. Nobody expected them to win, even once they got in. They did everything they needed to do along the way. They make those moves. At the time when they made those moves, August 1st, the trade deadline ends. They get these new guys. They are four games under 500. And then they bring in these guys, and it's like, you can't make up for Ronald Acuna. Well, the, this group of guys brought more to the Atlanta Braves than just their talent. That's why the Atlanta Braves won. Were they, on paper, the most talented team in all of baseball? Well, no. They could certainly compete on paper, but it was something more than that. It was what all these new guys brought to the team. They brought this fun environment. And, and you hear that all the time. You just, you got to have fun. You got to play relaxed. This team did something special. They did something more. They, they totally transformed their locker room. They started having more fun than anybody else. And you could see it every single time they took the field. So congratulations again to the Atlanta Braves. They just rolled through the playoffs. And speaking of rolling... You can't talk Atlanta Braves World Series without talking the parade. This was hysterical. The Atlanta Braves parade bus, as you can see if you're watching this, was legitimately going like 40 miles an hour through the crowd. It looked like they woke up late and had to run, drive to the airport, but they knew they were going to be late, so they just had to speed through intersections. They, they were flying every time that I see this video, I can't stop laughing at it. It's incredible. You can tell it's been forever. You can tell they don't know how to do parades. It has been over 20 years since the Atlanta Braves last won the World Series, 1995. I was barely alive when the Atlanta Braves last won. You could see it on the field. You could feel it in the battery. Outside of, outside of Truist, the Brave Stadium, the battery is one of the coolest things I've ever gotten to experience in, in playoff baseball. It was awesome. And you could feel it in the crowd. You could feel how close they were to something that they haven't accomplished in over 20 years. You could feel it there. You could feel it from the players. And you could feel it from the bus driver that didn't know how to drive a team full of players that had just won a world championship. He certainly didn't know how to do it. So congratulations to them. So look, let's move on. Let's move to third. Can they, can they repeat? Can the Atlanta Braves repeat as World Series champions? And look, this is always a fun topic in my opinion because when a team wins the World Series, oftentimes they're up there at the top of who's favorited next year. Who's the favorite to win next year? The Braves are certainly going to be towards the top. But this is what is every... It is so hard to repeat in baseball as World Series champions. It just doesn't happen very often. You know, you, you look back and there's only a few teams that have ever done it. The Yankees, the A's, there's a few that come to mind, but none recently, and it is very difficult to do. Well, why? Well, because the season's 162 games long. You can lose guys like Ronald Acuna. It ended up being fine for the Braves, but like you can you can use lose your star player, and then you're done. You look at it with the Dodgers this year; they ran into injuries. You look at it with the Astros. All these teams come into the next year super talented. It's just so hard to do it. It hasn't happened since 2000 with the New York Yankees. 2000. 
And that next year, 2001, they were by far the better team on paper, but they lost to the Diamondbacks. In 01, the Luis Gonzalez walk-off. It's very difficult to do. However, however, this team is very good. And the reason that I picked them to win this year are, is the reasons that they're going to be good next year. Ronald Acuna is going to be back. Ronald Acuna is one of the best players in all of baseball. He's young. He's exciting. He's going to be an MVP candidate for 10 years in a row. They get him back. Mike Soroka, their best pitcher, will be back. One thing that I think is important here is this, these, these guys that they brought over at the trade deadline, it's, it's not going to be the same. This Braves team is good, but the reason they won the World Series is because, one, they outplayed everybody in, in the playoffs. But two, like I talked about, there's just something about this team. What Jock Peterson brought, when he came over and said, this team isn't having fun, this locker room's no fun to be in, I want to have fun and I'm going to change this around. He clearly did. Those four guys that came over, those outfielders, they're not all going to be together. Who knows what that's going to look like? So you're going to have that. That's going to be trouble. But this team is going to be so good. They're going to be so exciting. And one of the biggest reasons I picked them is because they had that experience in 2019. They took the Dodgers to seven games. I knew they were talented enough. They're talented they can compete with anybody in the world on paper. And now, fast forward to 2022, well, I think they have even more experience. They now know how to beat the Dodgers. Not only did they meet up with them again after losing in seven games the year before, they met up with them again and beat them. And then they beat the best team in the American League. I like this Braves team. I'm not going to go on record and say right now, oh, yeah, they're going to win the 2022 World Series. But more so than anybody in teams past, I could see it happening. Ronald Acuna is going to come back and be a shot in the arm for the Braves. Soroka is going to come back. They're going to get their best pitcher back. This team's going to be fun. And come March 2022, I just might be picking them again to win the World Series. So we'll see. So we, we see what this team did with the trade deadline. And that brings up what I want to talk about here at home, round and third, heading home, and it is this trade deadline. What the Braves were able to do shows you the importance of the trade deadline. And, and I think, you know, we all knew, okay, the trade deadline's important. It can help you. It can help you win the World Series. The Braves showed something to me this year and, and to everybody that follows baseball. This team wasn't a playoff team. This team had lost its best two players, one on the offensive side and, and one on the pitching side. This team at the trade deadline decided, you know what? We're close enough. We're going to go for it. And they went for it, and they won the World Series. I think this year's trade deadline is going to have implications for years to come. You know, before it was, okay, you know, like, like what the Dodgers did this year. And obviously, they had one of the biggest trades of the, off, of the trade deadline. But like what they did. Okay, we're going to be in the playoffs. We know that. Let's give ourselves a little boost. Let's add a pitcher that we know can do well in the playoffs, that we know can help us. And then they add a bat as well in Trey Turner. But now what we're seeing is, okay, look, teams, we're, we're sitting around 500, but we're not far out of it. We have a chance. We're all in. The Braves did it in 2021. Why can't we? So I think what we're going to see for the future is the trade deadline becoming even more important. If you're in it, if you're even close to in it, you're going to go for it. And if you're not one of those teams, if you're one of those teams that's going to sell, well then, yeah, we can we can we have some guys we'll give away. Well, you know, but my worry is what, you know, what the implications that could be had further than that. And and listening to to Scott Boris talk about free agency and the trade deadline and talking about what happened with the Atlanta Braves. My worry is that we'll have more teams continuing to, to just give away good players to good. That is my worry here is that there's going to be too much disparity moving forward between the good teams and the bad teams and the bad teams saying, you know what, who cares? 
take take one of our best players, go in a World Series. It's good for the teams that are winning that have a chance, but it's not good for the state of teams that just don't care and they're giving away players. So I do think we need to see something with baseball where you have repercussions for not winning, for not winning a certain amount of games, for continually being the worst. You shouldn't be rewarded for being the worst team year in and year out. And that's what we see with the draft. But let's stick with what the Atlanta Braves did. I was able to talk to Ned Coletti, former GM of the Dodgers, one of the most winningest GMs for the Dodgers and in baseball. And we talked a lot about trades and the deadline and how important it is. And more so than those guys you get on the field. It's just a shot in the arm for that locker room. Like I've been saying with this Braves team, and it was awesome talking to him before this even happened. He goes, yeah, obviously it's great to get guys that can help your team win, but it's even more important for the locker room to say, we believe in you. We're going to help you go win. And then we saw it immediately after that conversation with the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, Jock Peterson, Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall, Eddie Rosario, they all help the team win. Of course they do. But man, did it tell that team, hey, we're actually going for this. Who cares if Ronald Acuna went down? Who cares if we're not getting Soroka back? This front office believes in us, and we're going to go win. And that's what they did. They won the World Series. But now look where we are. It's the offseason, and all the talk is on free agents. Free agency. So we can't not talk about the importance of free agency. You, you look around the league now. You have all these teams in on guys. All these teams. It feels like half the league is saying, how can we win ball games?" And this is, one, this is why we're going to keep rolling throughout the offseason. Free agency, the hot stove is hot right now. It's hot. Already. It's been a week. It's been two weeks. And we're already talking about some of the biggest names in baseball, where they're going to go. And one, we're going to get to that in a few minutes. One of my, one of my segments that we're going to do in a little while is my producer Conrad's going to come out. We're going to talk about 10 big-time free agents and where they're going to go and how much it's going to cost them to go there. But this is important because it's literally changing the course of organizations for a long, long time to come. I look at, and I recently got to talk to Ivan Pudge Rodriguez. If you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you go do it. But we talked about him coming over to the Tigers. He won the World Series with the... Florida Marlins at the time. He then signed with the Detroit Tigers, who had lost over 100 games. So he went from the best team in baseball to one of the worst. And I said, why did you sign there? And he said, well, they, they believed that I could help turn the organization around. They also guaranteed me. Dave Dombrowski, who was the GM of the Tigers, said, if you come, we will win by 2006. Well, they were in the World Series in 2006. That's how important these free agent offseason decisions are. You can make one move. Look at the Detroit Tigers right now. They're on the cusp of winning. They got A.J. Hinch, who was also on the show. One of my favorite episodes. If you haven't, go check out the A.J. Hinch episode. But they're on the verge of winning. They're not there yet. They're one guy away. They're a Yvonne Rodriguez away in 2005 from winning. They're a, perhaps, insert name here, maybe Carlos Correa. Who knows? We'll start predicting stuff in a few minutes. But we're a big-time free agent away from changing the course of the organization. And that's what's so exciting about this time, is you're literally one move away from other people saying, oh, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. Did Yvonne Rodriguez help get the Tigers to the World Series in 06? Of course he did. But it was everybody that wanted to be a part of it. Oh, Pudge is signing there? I want to be a part of that. Oh, so-and-so in, in 2021 signed here? I want to be a part of that. That's why free agency is so important. You can, with one decision, one signing, change the course of your organization forever and ever. And that's what gets me so excited about the offseason. That's what gets me so excited about free agency. That's why we're going to keep pumping out episodes is because of this free agency period. All right, and now it's time I'm going to bring my producer Conrad out here. Look, it's award season. It's that time of year. So that's what we're going to start with. 
I'm going to go through all the awards, Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, MVP, who's going to win them. Shohei Otani, my best friend, he just won Silver Slugger. But in the next couple days, we'll start hearing more and more. So, Conrad, come on out. Let's talk about it. All right, Benny. First up, we have the NL Rookie of the Year, Jonathan India. Jonathan India won, plays a premier position, shortstop. He did it really well. He had 269, 21 homers. But most importantly, he has incredible flow. And I think all of those reasons combined, uh, I think he's going to be a good player for a long time to come. And I think he easily, I think he wins Rookie of the Year. Perfect. AL Rookie of the Year, Randy or Rosarena? Yeah, I think, I think he wins. I think he's going to win. I, I don't know if I love it. I don't know if I love him winning it. One, like the whole like service time thing, he ended up playing last year. Like I, I don't know if I love him being able to win it this year. But I also like what Wander Franco was able to do when he came up. And, you know, I, I am like I, I get the argument, like he didn't play enough, but like he was more impressive in my opinion. I wish it was him. Um, but I don't think it's going to be him. Look, Randy Rosarena did have a really good year. He followed up that postseason, that World Series last year that we watched him. The 274, 20 bombs, 69 RBIs, and 20 stolen bases. Those numbers are great. Don't get me wrong. I think he wins rookie of the year. All right, moving on. NL Cy Young, Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns is disgusting. He had an incredible year. Um, you know, there's the, the other finalists are, are good names. I just think what he was able to do this year, a 2.43 ERA, 234 Ks and a whip under one as a starter is wild. He also had that streak to start the season, the longest stretch of strikeouts without a walk ever. That's pretty nuts. I mean, he just, he came on the scene. We, we knew he could be good. But he just came out this year and dominated. An unbelievable year. Him and Brandon Woodruff with the Brewers. But, you know, I hear you with, with the other names. I like him. I like him a lot. I think he's an Cy Young winner. Got it. AL Cy Young winner, Robbie Ray, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Robbie Ray. Look, this, this all happened second half of the year. He was incredible this year. Um, but I think... Garrett Cole was the front runner for a while. Um, Lance Lynn was a front runner, also a friend of the pod. So what I'm hearing is come on the show and you'll win AL Cy Young. Could win an AL Cy Young. Yeah, okay, fine. I'll give you that. Could win. And I think in Robbie Ray's case, it will be will win. I think just dominated. The, the, the second half, the stretch for him, far and away separated him from everybody else. This guy has shown potential in the past. We knew he had talent, but we talked about it when he came on the show. What he did differently. He was able to cut down on the walks. He pitched differently. He changed things up mechanically and mentally. Ended up with a 2.84 ERA, 248 strikeouts, 13 and 7 record. Absolutely dominant and propelled this team almost to the playoffs. When they they weren't talked about it for a while because they were a little ways back. He was able to, every single time he went out, dominate. Robbie Ray, AL Cy Young. Could you have a better year going into free agency than Robbie Ray did? It's always funny to me how that works. You see guys that will go into their their money year, into free agency, or their arbitration year, and next thing you know, you just get them to their best of their ability. Good for Robbie Ray. I like Robbie Ray. Funny story about him. I was on the field after every game of the World Series, um, going around, looking for stuff. Um, Somebody else had my phone that works with us, and he came over to me and said, hey, Robbie Ray just texted you and said, make sure you smile because you look like you're mad. So great guy, friend of the pod, funny, Cy Young winner. That's what's happening. Love it. All right, let's move on to the MVPs. And we have the NL MVP, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, also right here. Yeah, in, in the locker behind me, um, pretty cool that I already that I had him in there. Three oh nine this year, thirty five homers, eighty four RBIs, and an on base plus slugging of over one, the highest of the highest in the National League. Um, this this one's a surprise, I think. And I, let's be straight, this has not happened yet. I think he will win it. 
And it, it's a kind of a surprise. You look at the beginning of the year, Fernando Tatis was like the front runner. M less than that he fell off, the Padres just fell off a cliff. Um, that doesn't help. I think his biggest com uh, competition right now is Juan Soto. But what both of these guys did in the second half is remarkable. But Bryce Harper was just on another planet. I remember the first day that I predicted, you know what? I think Bryce Harper is going to win the MVP. And people went off on me. Are you kidding me? No. I don't know why I gave people that voice. But that's what I, that's what I imagine. And now look. Now I really do believe, come a couple days, Bryce Harper is going to be the National League MVP. Got it. Quick question for you. Hit me. So... People always talk about having to win to win the big awards at the end of the year. None of the MVP candidates that are finalists were on a playoff roster. There's six finalists. Not a single one of them was in the playoffs. And I have heard for far too long, even this year, on the AL side of things, and I know most of you don't know yet who I'm picking to win AL MVP, so I don't want to spoil it. We're, we'll get there in a minute. But even on the AL side, He's going to win MVP, or so-and-so is going to win it. Well, how? They're not, their team's awful. I hate that argument, one. And I hear it in every other sport. I really do understand. Basketball, okay, you, you, you're going to have to make the playoffs. It's, there's five guys on the court. If you have the best player in basketball on your team, you're going to win. You're at least going to get in the playoffs. But that's not the case in baseball. I, here's what I would say. We need to change the MVP award to the map, the most amazing player. Bryce Harper is going to be the NL map, <laughs> the most amazing player. Um, but yeah, I, good point. Glad you brought that up. Not a single one is going to be in the playoffs of all the finalists. And then here we go. Give me a little drum roll, please. You guys probably didn't see this one coming. AL MVP, one Mr. Shohei Otani. The American League MVP is hands down going to a guy that I consider my best friend. He probably doesn't, but he might, Shohei Otani. Who, you know, one thing I also think is cool, we also have a Shohei Otani locker behind me. It's not in, and you can't see it right now. But before this year started, I had Bryce Harper and Shohei Otani in these lockers because I liked them, I believed in them. I think the year Shohei Otani had is one of, if not the most impressive seasons that we have seen in the history of the game. 257 batting average, 46 home runs, 100 RBIs, 26 stolen bases. I mean, that's just the offensive side of things. Nine and two on the mound, a 3.18 ERA, 156 strikeouts, and a 1.09 whip, which is incredible. He also had the best pitch in baseball. His splitter was the best pitch in baseball this year. I could go on and on and on. I believe he wins the MVP. In fact, I think he is going to win the MVP so much so that I want to do a show when he does win the MVP award. We're going to have a flipping bat show when that happens. But I mean this. I think this is the most impressive season that we have ever seen. And I think Shohei Otani is going to be the AL MVP. But more on that later, maybe in a future episode, we'll get to that. But let's move on to some of the biggest free agents that we have. There's a few free agents, a lot of free Honestly, this might be the best class of free agents ever. So let's look at 10 free agents, and I want to predict where they're going and how much they're going to sign for. Let's start off hot here. Let's go with uh, Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa. One of the biggest names, Houston Astro. Where is he going to go? I really think he's going to the Tigers. I really do. I think he's going to... My, my prediction is he's going to sign eight years, $285 million. A lot of millions there. But look, this is kind of one that everybody... You know, not often do you get teams saying, we want so-and-so, we want so-and-so, as like the big prize possession, and then they get him. I think it happens here. I really think he's there as the shortstop of the future for this team. We talked about it earlier with Pudge coming to the Tigers, and he changed the course of that. I think Carlos Correa is the first domino that the Detroit Tigers are able to acquire now under A.J. Hinch to lead them towards a World Series in the future. 
Carlos Correa to the Tigers, eight years, $285 million. That is a lot of millions. Next up, Trevor Story. I think that's going to be a theme here. A lot of millions. We're going to see a lot of millions. Trevor Story of the previous Colorado Rockies. I think he's going to go to the Astros. That's what I think we're going to see here. I think we're going to see Correa to the Tigers. Astros lose their shortstop that they've had there for since his whole career. And they pick right back up and they get Trevor Story for four years and $100 million. This guy is a really good shortstop. He's a guy that you can build around. I think his situation in Colorado was awful. Just what they've done with Arenado, just shipping him out. What they did with John Gray, not, you know, we could go, I could go on for hours about this. But the front office hasn't handled things well. He needs to get out. I think he shines elsewhere. I think he shines with the bat in Houston, and he is one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball as well. So, Trevor Story to the Astros. All right, next up, another shortstop, Corey Seager. First off, let's stop down and think of how these are shortstops. Some of the, this is the best free agent shortstop class in, in history, hands down. This is wild. Hands down. Wild. Corey Seager from the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think he goes from one big market, the biggest market on the West Coast, to the biggest market on the East Coast, to the New York Yankees. Seven years, $210 million. That's what I think they do. I think he's kind of... Look, the Yankees have a few holes, but one of them was the play that they got from shortstop. It was very hit or miss. This guy is a stud. I think he's going to the Yankees. I think, you know, I think it could happen. I think it'd be a big deal. Seven years, $210 million to the Big Apple. Let's see. All right, next up, Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon, who is, look, who was a little overshadowed this year by what Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did, which is fair but had an MVP-esque season. Yes, he did. Absolutely. It was incredible. He's 31 years old, I believe, and I think he's going to the Seattle Mariners. I've talked about it a lot. Your Seattle Mariners, by the way. Love to see it. They're close. They are close to winning. I think they're on a very similar timetable as the Tigers, and I think they go out and add their guy as well. I think he signs there for four years, $110 million. They've been very vocal and upfront about the fact that J.P. Crawford is going to be the shortstop, which means Marcus Simeon is going to go there to play second base, presumably. He said, you know, he's comfortable at shortstop, but he, he will play elsewhere. I think this is a good fit. I know the Mariners have gone for it before money-wise, and it didn't work out. But I think with the prospects they have coming and adding a piece like this, it's the perfect situation. I think Marcus Simeon goes to the Mariners. Love it. All right, next up, World Series winner, Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Isn't that is, nice to be able to say? It is. It's, it's nice to say for, like, all of baseball. He's one of those guys that you just love rooting for. You know why? Because he's an Atlanta Brave for life. Freddie Freeman ain't going anywhere He's going to re-sign with the Braves for five years, $125 million. I think that's a little bit of like a hometown thing. He, I, I, look, I think they want to work together. We've seen him talk about it. He doesn't want to go anywhere. The Braves clearly don't want him to go anywhere. I think he re-signs there. I think this is the biggest no-brainer of them all. It's Freddie Freeman. He's an Atlanta Brave, and he's going to re-sign there. And I think it's going to be in the five-year range. On the spot, how much do you think it would take for another team to take Freddie Freeman out of Atlanta? This is on the spot. I like this. I like this. I'm going to say it would take more years and more money annually. An AAV higher than what I'm predicting here. Five years, 125. So I'm thinking along the range of like seven years and 200 million. For him to leave, which isn't out of which isn't out of possibility, by the way. People forget he won an MVP just like what two years ago. People forget. I don't think the Braves are going to forget MVP in nineteen World Series and or MVP in twenty World Series in twenty one. Resigns, big deal, lots of millions this offseason. I would love to see it. Up next, we got that guy that got traded at the deadline, Mr. Max Scherzer. 
Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. This one was a tough one for me. I don't know. I, I know it's going to be on the West Coast, but I'm going to say he sticks with the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers need him. I think they have a lot of question marks in their rotation moving forward. Are they going to re-sign Clayton Kershaw? What's he going to look like? Obviously, he's one of the greatest pitchers of this generation. But what are we going to get from him? Can he be healthy? Are we going to re-sign him? What are we going to get there? The guy that you've already signed to be a pitcher for you, Trevor Bauer. We don't know what that situation is going to look like. I'm not going to sit here and speculate it, but it's certainly a question mark. So, yeah, go sign your pitcher. They need that guy. They need that guy to pair with Walker Bueller, top of the rotation. My prediction is to the Dodgers, three years, $100 million. Oh, next up, Chris Bryant. Did you not like that? or I loved it, man. Okay. Dr. Evil. Uh, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant is one of the most versatile players in baseball. I think he's a good fit anywhere he goes. I think he signs with the New York Mets. Six years, $170 million, which may be a little bit of an overpay, but we all know who their owner is, Steve Cohen. That man's willing to shell out the cash. And he's going to do it for Chris Bryant. Look, this guy is a good fit anywhere he goes. We know he's a good player. We know he can also play anywhere. I mean anywhere. Aside from pitching, which he might be able to do, and catching, which he also might be able to do. He can literally play anywhere on the field. Versatility is a huge thing. He can also swing it just a little bit. MVP, Rookie of the Year, World Series winner. He goes through his hot stretches but i think this is a good pickup for anybody and the new york mets just desperately need somebody to just plant somewhere have them play good you know you can count on them they need that they they seem to be full of a lot of guys that what are you gonna get we could be good we could also blow it and they always seem to blow it chris bryant would be a great pickup for them so i'm gonna say he goes to the mess for six years any chance you think he sticks around in san francisco Yes. I think there's a chance. Look, I, I said this when he first went there. I, I thought he would re-sign, but look, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's the direction they want to go. I thought it would have been Chris Bryant, the giant, for life. But they're about to go through a little bit of a interesting situation. They do have money to spend, but Buster Posey's leaving. Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I know they believe in a lot of the young infielders that they have coming up. And I think the Mets are a team that's willing to overspend. And there are other teams that are willing to give more money. I don't know. I don't see the Giants doing a deal like this. That's why I'm predicting he goes to the Mets. But it could happen. I will agree with you there. I could see it happen. I got you. And then uh, next up, your AL Cy Young winner, Mr. Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray. This is a hot take. A hot take. I think he goes to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I think, look, I, he's going to win the Cy Young, in my opinion. The Angels have been very vocal. Our main focus is one, pitching, two, pitching, three, pitching, and four, a shortstop, is what they said. They're going to go hard. They're going to go after him. They're going to go after a lot of pitching. Five years, $150 million is my opinion. We'll see if that happens. But I do, I really think they go out and surprise some people and sign a big name. We just, whether it be Max Scherzer, who I predict is going to the Dodgers, or a Robbie Ray, or who, whoever it may be, I think they make a splash. I think it's going to be Robbie Ray, who a lot of people are saying, he's going back to the Blue Jays. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I think they overpay for a pitcher because they need to give Trout and Otani help. They need to. Robbie Ray to the Angels. I like it. Last but not least, another friend of the podcast, Nick Cassianos. Nick Cassianos, friend of the pod. First off, if you're just listening, you're new. We've said friend of the pod to quite a few cool names today. So if you haven't, go back through, check out some of the other episodes that we've done. It's the off season. What are you going to do? You're going to listen to the new episodes, and then you should go back and listen to some other episodes. And he was a great one. Nick Castellanos, who absolutely rakes. I think he's going to go to the Philadelphia Phillies. 
a few reasons this this comes to mind. I think he goes there for four years, a hundred million. I think he plays the outfield, but look, he's getting up there in age, in baseball terms. Let's be honest, he's not, he's not getting up there. But I think I think the DH is coming to the National League. I don't foresee pitchers hitting anymore. This this I think this is the offseason we start to see teams getting players that could be a DH. Obviously, it's safer to do it next offseason, like what we, we saw J.D. Martinez accept, and he's going to stay in Boston and then test it out next year once he can go anywhere as a DH. But I think we start to see teams play, play a factor in that, saying, you know what, the DH is going to be here. I think Nick Cassianos is perfect for that team. I think he goes to the Phillies. Love it. So before we move on, that wraps correct. This wraps up the free agents that we have. Yep. I want to talk about my brother for a second. Clearly, one of the top free agents on the market. Look, there's a very simple reason I didn't want to put him in here, and it's because if I say or predict he's going to go to any one of the teams, I know what I'll be hearing. I know what I'm going to hear every time I even tweet these days. If I even tweet about a team. They say, up, oh, confirmed, Justin Verlander going to X team. I tweeted the other day, and I said, teams I want to see go for it in free agency that I'm excited to watch. That was my tweet. Teams I'm excited to watch. Mariners, Tigers, Angels. Hang on. Half the responses. Are you telling me he's going to the Mariners? Those were half the responses. <laughs> confirmed, Justin Verlander to the Mariners, Tigers, or Angels. Absolutely unbelievable. So, yes, he's a big name. Yes, I'm excited to see where he goes, not only for that team, but because he's my brother and I love him and I love watching him pitch. I'm excited to see where he goes, but I didn't want to put him in this list. But let's move on to the last list we have, and it's my way too early power rankings. Top 10 power rankings for 2022. Let's get to that. All right, coming in number 10, those San Francisco Giants. San Francisco Giants. Look. This one's simple, and you might be saying, hey, they were the best team in the regular season in 2021. Why are they at number 10? Well, they're losing some guys. Buster Posey, gone, retiring. He's huge for this team. Also, Chris Bryant, free agent. There's a lot of free agents. Kevin Gosman, what are they going to do in free agency? We don't know. But I also think that they played over what we all thought they would. They played up to their, uh, higher than their potential in 2021. So are they going to do that again? Are they going to do that in 2022? Can Brandon Crawford be his, an MVP type player in 2022? Are, Buster Posey's gone. You just had a lot of older guys playing above what, you know, to their best capability. And that's not easy to do, especially not easy to do year in and year out. So a few reasons, but I still think they'll be good. I have them at 10. Number nine, really like this one, Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I think the Blue Jays are in a really good position. I really like what they did bringing in Jose Barrios. Uh, he's going to be on the team this coming year. The offense is incredible. I think if they can sign some pitching, if they can get Robbie Ray back, I don't know if it's going to happen. I know they're going to try. Great. I really like them. I think they're built for success. I think they're really good in 2022 and have the potential to be way higher depending on the offseason that they have. Yep. Number eight, Boston Red Sox. Yep. The Red Sox are down here at eight. They were in the ALCS, but I have them at eight. Um, look, this one's pretty simple in my opinion. Why I have them a little lower than people might want or think. I think they played... Higher, to, higher than anybody thought they would this year. Um, although I myself, before the season, said a lot of people do not like the Red Sox. A lot of people are saying they're going to be a 500 ball club. I didn't think so. I think their offense is really, really good. But the pitching will just, again, not be great. It's going to be a weakness unless they address it in the offseason. It's going to be a problem. But they're going to be good again because they're going to hit. I have them at number eight. Coming in number seven, New York Yankees. Yes, New York Yankees, who I'm predicting get Corey Seager. I think that's going to be a big pickup for them. One way or the other, they're going to get a big pickup. They always do. They always do. Does it pan out? 
Well, that's another topic for another day. But they're going to make a big splash. They're going to be good. Garrett Cole's going to be good. I think they go out and get some pitching. Look, take all that out of it. What do they do in the offseason? I'm not sure. They're going to be good. We know that. Yankees at number seven. Coming in number six, Chicago White Sox. Man, do I like this team. I even, we all know my prediction heading into the playoffs. I was a little premature on that. But look, they're good. And every year you get into the playoffs, you gain much needed experience. The team they happened to run up against this year was just the team with more playoff experience over the last five years than anybody. They ran up to, against them in the first round. But look, their pitching will be great. Their hitting is so young and exciting. We saw them actually hurt for a lot of this year. Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez. These guys are going to be good for a long time to come. So is this team. I like them a lot going into 2022. Coming number five, Tampa Bay Rays or the Montreal Rays. What are we calling them? Good question. For 2022, we're going to call them the Tampa Bay Rays. But... Who knows what's coming in the future? Who, all, who, who also knows how they're so good year in and year out? I don't, but I'm tired of second-guessing it. This team, every single year, is really good. And you know who they're getting back? Friend of the pod, Tyler Glass now. He's going to be healthy, hopefully. Hopefully his rehab goes great. But he's going to be back. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball when healthy. And then they just do it year in and year out. They are constantly the best team in the AL East, and one of the best teams in the American League. It is incredible how they do it, but I like them, of course, at number five. Come in number four, Milwaukee Brewers. The Brew Crew, baby. Corbin Burns, my prediction to win NL Cy Young. Brandon Woodruff, also in that conversation for NL Cy Young. He's not a finalist, but he was close to it. Freddie Peralta. These guys are really good, and it starts with their pitching. It's there. This team is built around their pitching, and that can win you any ball game. You got those guys. You got Devin Williams. You got Josh Hader back into the bullpen. I mean, this team is built for success. If they can score any runs, which they proved they can this year, if they can get anything like what we got out of almost MVP Christian Yelich, that adds a whole other dynamic. But I really, really like this Brewers team. I think they're close to winning a championship. I really do. Coming number three. Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers have question marks. They're very good. We know that. But they have question marks. Heading into this season, I'm not as high on them as I have been in the past. Now, that's just to say because I've been really high on them. Coming into this year, I had them ranked at number one, and I said they have on paper maybe the best roster that has ever been assembled. They could put up numbers that we have never seen in history before. I don't feel that way about the way this team is going to be in 2022. 2022. They have a, you know who I think is a, one, Corey Seager. He's probably moving on. Chris Taylor, you have to re-sign him. He's not the biggest name in the world, but he's so versatile. They just have a lot of question marks, and we'll see what they do with them. But I have them here at number three because I know they'll be very good. Yeah. Coming in at number two, Houston Astros. Yeah. Look, they're probably to this point going to be without Carlos Correa because they're just not willing to give the amount of years that he wants. But they're going to sign somebody at shortstop, and you're still going to have I, the, the list could go on and on. Yuli Gurriel, who just won a batting title. Um, Jose Altuve. Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, friend of the podcast. The names go on with this team. Jordan Alvarez? Jordan Alvarez. Are you kidding me? I have a shirt. I have a Jordan shirt that says, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? <laughs> He's incredible. This team is going to be really good. Lance McCullers will be back and healthy. I think they sign a pitcher. Who's it going to be? I don't know. They have a qualifying offer out to my brother. What's going to happen there? We'll see. But I think that shows you they're willing to spend on pitching. Um, the Houston Astros will be very good. They've been to the ALCS in five consecutive years. Anybody betting against this team is just dumb, to be honest with you. They're going to be good. How good? Well, we'll see. But I got them at number two right now. 
That means there can only be one team left. Well, the there Atlanta. could be like 20 other. Well, but... there could be, but there's only one that could be here. <laughs> the, the Atlanta World Braves. Series champions, Atlanta Braves. Look, we talked about it earlier. Can they repeat? I don't know, but they're set up to do it. I think they re-signed Freddie Freeman. Ronald Acuna comes back. Mike Soroka hopefully comes back. This team is set up to repeat. But they are going to be very, very good. I'm excited to watch this team. I'm excited to see what they're able to do when Acuna does come back. And now they have that experience. And it does wonders for you throughout the year. When you go to a World Series, you gain so much experience. Even on a lesser, even on a much lesser scale. Myself, I went to a World Series. This team got to go to a World Series. And I feel way better about myself, way more confident. That's what happens. You gain experience that you can't teach, that you can't hope you get. You just have to get it. And they got that. And they're going to get even better, I think, in 2022. The, the trade pieces that they acquired worried me. What are they going to do there? I don't know. But they're going to be very good. And if you don't have them at number one, you're overthinking it to be honest with you. They won a World Series, they're the best team, and they're getting good players back. That's why I have them at the number one, number one team in 2022 for my way too early. And I mean way too early 2022 power rankings. But that does it for this week's episode of Flippin' Bats. The off season is upon us, but I'm not going anywhere. In these next couple days, we have the awards coming up. The Cy Young, the Rookie of the Year, the MVP, all that stuff. We have awards, we have free agency stuff coming up. You know I'm going to be talking about Shohei Otani, but we have a lot to bring to you. I'm really excited to do it. Again, thank you for, for this year. This has been awesome. This first season has been incredible. I can't thank you all enough for listening. I love this sport. I love doing it. I love talking about baseball. Make sure you're all subscribing on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Just hit the subscribe button. It's free to do it. Rate it five stars. Do all that good stuff. And as always, we're on social medias. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. The episodes come out on YouTube, on video, at Flippin' Bats Pod. Make sure you check all of that out because we'll be coming to you still during the offseason it's important to do it. A lot happens in the offseason. Free agency. Teams can change the course of their organization. So, of course, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to be here a lot of the offseason, and I'm excited to do it. So stay tuned, and I will see you next time on Flippin' Bats. It's a blowout. Eight inning, 10-3. Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits out of the real He swings, and it's a high fly ball. Deep center field. It is gone.